0: That's for you to answer that. Well, you guys can go chill. I'm just going to read a little thing here, then uh, then I'm out of here. So, I just wanted to share this very, very quickly. Sometimes quickly means 30 minutes. Sometimes it means 10 seconds. So, from the Gospel of Luke chapter 8, and I know a lot of us are familiar with this. We hear this passage. Jorge preached on this Father Joe preached on this. I talk about this. You hear about it. It's uh, Luke 8, verse 22 until 25. And I'm reading from the from the NLT here. This is uh, Jesus calms the, s- the storm. Okay? Okay, one day, Jesus said to his disciples, Let cro- let's cross to the other side of the lake. Then I paused there. One day Jesus said, hey, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Maybe you have heard him said that to you recently. Maybe he already asked you, hey, let's take a walk. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. Or maybe he is saying that to you right now. Come away with me. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. Or maybe he is, going to, he is going to call you at some point. If you carry the name of Christ with you, at some point of your life, he will call you to cross with him to the other side of the lake. He said to his disciples, Let, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. Well, I don't blame the guy. He was tired because he's been, he's been out walking everywhere, preaching the kingdom of God. Healing the sick. Do all that crazy stuff. But soon, a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting. They were shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The, di- the disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They said to each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. So he said to me, Paki. Come away with me. Let's cross to the other side of the lake. Doesn't mean it's going to be smooth. It doesn't mean you'll see butterflies and rainbows all the time. And maybe you are on your way there now. Maybe At this point, you are crossing right now. And if that's you today, he's simply asking this simple question, where is your faith? But what does faith mean? It means complete trust in something or someone. having confidence in something or someone so where is your faith where is your trust is it in him do you actually trust him and I'm asking myself the same question where is my trust where is my faith don't forget he's not asking so much Throughout the gospel, Jesus talked to his disciples and he said, If you have faith about the size of a mustard seed, very, very tiny. So that means it's not even about you. It's what he, it is about who he is. If you have a huge faith, good on you, mate. So where is your faith? When he calls us to cross to the other side of the lake, and again, maybe that's where we are right now. You find yourself, the wind is too hard. It's blowing so much. And the waves are getting higher and higher. It's only getting worse. It's not getting any better. And you are just like running around like chicken with no tails. I mean, no head. You know? And you're just like shouting and yelling at Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Wake up. And I was thinking, well, I don't know how long it took them to wake him up. I don't know if Jesus was a deep one of those guys like me that sleep and uh, you're banging on the door. I'm sorry. You have to wait until I wake up because I'm not going to get up because I won't be able to, uh, to hear the door banging. I can sleep through things. And I don't know if Jesus was that kind of guy. But all I know, he was very tired because he's been traveling around. He didn't drive a Ford. He was walking. He walked everywhere. Preaching and talking and healing and do all those things. And he was tired. And I was thinking, man, would it be cool... If when I come into his presence, when I come into this setting, and all I do is just, I'm just like knocking on his door. I'm just like, I'm I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to stop calling until he answers me. I was like, wow, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool if that's when we worship him, when we pray, whatever we do, that's. And we, we, we treat him like that. So, sorry, sorry, Lord, I, I, I ain't letting go. I'm not going to stop until you answer. And I'm yelling and like, Jesus, Jesus, where are you? Answer me. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I had this thing has been rolling in my heart, burning in my heart for the last couple of weeks. Then I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk about it today. Well, I gave Jorge a warning. I said, uh, worship might go a little longer this Sunday. So. So where is your faith? And again, you have to understand that Jesus was not saying this in a um, judging way. Right. Like, remember these guys, these guys has been following him. And they know what Jesus can do. They know, like, this dude, he's the real deal. Nothing is impossible to him. And Jesus like, I don't think it was like when I yell at my kids and tell them to smart up and grow up. I mean, only 10 and 9 and 5. I don't think it was a yelling like that. It was it was just simply like Where is your faith? With compassion and love. And it's like Kurt, where is your faith? Lisa, where is your faith? Yeah, Kevin, where is your faith? It's me. Remember me. It's just me. trust me trust me not the brown man the brown jesus to trust me so lord thank you i'm going to shut up now lord in jesus name amen
1: okay this is very interesting you might think, Paki and I, we talk about stuff, but we don't. And, and I just want to pick it up where he left. Where's your faith? And uh, I, I, last week we were talking, God, let it rain. We told God, we want you to pour in our life. We, we describe what the people from Israel are going through their lives after being 70 years in captivity. And they're going back home, and they're crying and worshiping God and asking, please, God, do it again. Renew our streams and our lives. Do it again. And I told you, today I want to say something. I told you a little preview what is going to be the sermon. And this is perfect. This is perfect. Thank you, Paki, for doing this. Because I, I said to Monday, oh, come on. Are you ready for tomorrow? I'm in the same spot the last week. And I don't know. I think God wants to do something, but I don't know. It's like I'm missing a part. And well, I find it. And where's your faith? Just keep that, that question there in the back of your ears and your head. Where's, where's your faith? So the story I want to tell you, I'm going to give you a very quick context of what is going on. So we can go to this, the verse that we're going to read. There's a story about a king called Ahab. Probably you never heard the name King Ahab, a king from the north. Um, He he married, maybe you heard about his wife, uh, a lady called uh, Jezebel, and she's the queen now. And Jezebel come from a very modern society at the time, and she moved to the desert, from the beach to the desert. I don't know, that's a big deal for some people. And with her... She bring uh, eight hundred prophets of Baal and to, to, to feel like home there 's more to it, but i 'm going to try to go very quick to this. She moved to the desert and she go and, and Ahab opened the door to these different gods and, and injustice and a lot of stuff happened in the kingdom actually. Ahab is consider, considered by the prophets and maybe scholar, a lot of scholars and theologians for one of the worst kingdoms or, or kings of, of the Old Testament. And they op- opened the door to Baal and they start to kill prophets and prophets. And, 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 and it was so much, the injustice going on, that God spoke to Elijah and said, Elijah, it's going to be a dry season. You know, one thing is when we want to call God's attention. And this other thing was God wants to call our, our attention. And he wants to call the people of Israel attention. So it's been a dry season. Put Elijah away. Uh, he's hiding because his life is in danger. And he hides and run from Jezebel for three and a half years. I'm not talking about dry season, about one week and not having water, or one, uh, three months or six months. I know farmers pray for rain when they need it, and, and they don't have enough, and it's a big deal. Imagine three and a half a year, no water, no water for harvest, no water for, for, uh, for drink, no water for the animals. And then they killing prophets and all this and all that. And, 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 and Elijah, God spoke to Elijah and said, now is the time. And, and he goes and, and, and challenges um, the prophets of Baal. And, and they gather and, and um, the prophets of Baal start to do their thing. And, and, and <laughs> I love this part. And, and Elijah starts to make fun of them. Looks like your God is in the bathroom. He's not coming here, attend this. There's some sarcastic humor also in the Bible. And the, uh, the prophets get so very furious, and nothing happened. And then it's Elijah's turn and put more water and to this, and whoever bring fire from heaven. That was the deal. And Elijah's called up the name of God, and fire came. And then Ahab knew who, who was God. That was a big thing back then. I know God is God, and I'm gonna pick it up. This where's your faith? Keep that in mind. Where's your faith? And first King 18, 41 to 42, after this event, what happened? Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go and get something to eat and drink. I love this part. For I hear. A mighty rainstorm coming. For I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So the king, what did you do? So Ahab went to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of the Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed for his with his face between his knees. And then he said to his servant, Go and look. Out toward the sea. Remember, where's your faith? Go and look to to look out towards the sea. The servant went and looked and returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Seven times. And finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hands rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, Hurry, hurry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. Elijah prayed once to God and God answered. But then he heard a mighty rainstorm coming and he have to pray seven times. Wait a minute. Few moments ago I prayed once and God called me. And God answered right away. You know there's some fight when this God's fight, He will answer right away. There's other fight, there's other that God put in our heart that God wants us to stay faithful to what we hear. Not about what we see, about what we hear from God, about what we hear. From God, I see at this verse star. I see, for I hear the mighty rainstorm coming. But there's no cloud. What? what are, you, are you mad? Are you crazy? I hear a mighty rainstorm. He go and pray. That servant go and go and check? Nothing coming. Nothing. Nothing. You know how it's to bring a bad news to a guy who just killed 850 prophets of Baal? I don't want to mess up with that guy. And I'm going to bring him bad news. At the seventh, after, and, and, and Elijah is praying because he heard something. You know, so our dry seasons. Sometimes we hear words from God, from this pulpit, you hear from this church, you hear from your prayer time, you hear from moments in your life, the blessing is coming. God, it will open a door for you. The rain is coming. You're like, can it rain right now? Because I really read the the rain now, not tomorrow, not the next month. I need it now because what I'm carrying with me right now is too heavy and I don't know what to do. You have any idea, pastor, that you're saying all this nice thing? how is to live my life? Do you have any idea what it means to deal with this depression and deal with this coming to church? And over two years, not feeling anything, I feel dry. It's easy for you to say this. But I really need the rain now. Well, welcome to the club, man. Welcome to the club. But Elijah is standing up in faith and saying, I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So he up, go up to the mountain. After the seventh time, the servant come and they say, I see something. But it's small. Now the problem is not that I don't see anything. I see something, but it's too small. It's too small, you know. And I love the attitude of Elijah. is having in the moment. He get up and hurry. That's it. I. I it's coming. It's happening. I don't need to wait that they get all dark here and it start to rain. Just say, okay, now it's time to move on. I see the cloud. I see it coming. And you know, there's been moments in your life you've been told a blessing. And when I say blessing, I'm not thinking, please do not think just material stuff. My house, my car, then, then the new truck, or my new TV. Don't think about that stuff. That, in my culture, that's a very common mistake. We preach, and the, the God's going to bless you, going to bless you, and automatically we think about material stuff. And this blessing, the water will bring life to a, a dead land. I don't know if it, this word is prophetic for you, but there's areas in your life There's areas that have been dry and dying. The only work of the Holy Spirit can let it rain over those areas and minister to you. I've been fighting with this for so long. I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to let it go. I'm ready, but I don't have the strength. I need a renewal of the Spirit in my life. So we cry out, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. We talk about storm as a bad thing. And yes, the storm, the packet was the strain. We can say, well, that means problems, that means all that. But sometimes the storm, especially in a dry season, it's all about perspective. It's a blessing. And he see the mighty storm coming. So he get up. Sometimes we have to learn to celebrate those little moments in our lives. Fifteen years ago, I was a pastor in Chile. We started a church with my wife. We were only 15 people. We took a church. It was in a bigger crisis and it was a mess. So here we are preaching 15 people. And I'm coming. The first month, I'm like, we got this. This is good. God's going to bless us. You know, like, we got this. Two months. Well, we got this. Only been two months. After six months, you know, many service. I was just just me in a service. Had to preach to myself. I would go on to the pulpit and Open the door, and I preach it. Nobody was there. Sometimes a few ladies will come. There probably were five ladies. They were seniors. Three of them they will fall asleep. <laughs> wow, well, preach to the other two. After a year, I'm just saying, come on, God. It's been a year. Nothing. There's nothing. And you start to question. I question myself. Am i in the right place. Did I answer too soon? Did I, maybe I shouldn't be here. God, what is going on? And God, no, keep pressing. It's like a dry season. And then we have an earthquake. Oh. They broke into our house. Like it was problem after problem. And chaos after chaos. It's like, come on, God. Have you been there? I've been there many times. Come on, God. And I remember hearing this word, let it rain, God, let it rain. And this time, I really need the rain, of oh God, over our church. You know, one day I talked to one kid. His name is Paul. I'm talking to Paul, and he, he dropped out of school, and he had a big mess, and, and he gave his life to Jesus. You know how big it was for us? Fifteen people. Now we are (laughs) sixteen. And we celebrate. And Paul would have no idea. He was standing in the back. You know, sometimes he would be in his phone. I said, I don't care, but we have sixteen. And we celebrate sixteen. Oh, my goodness, fifteen. People would have, yeah, one is one teenager. For me, it's like, you have no idea. We've been waiting a year and a half for this to happen. And then 16, turn to 17, 18, 19, and and we go and keep going, and 20, and then 40, and then 50, and then 90. I'm like, yes, we're getting closer to 100, 95, 98, 99, 95 again. Oh, my goodness. 99, and then 92. Oh, we can never jump the hundred wall. And we keep pressing, then boom, 101, yes! Start to celebrate, 102, 110, and 140, and 150, and 190. And was, you know what was the big thing back then? And it's like we don't want people from other churches, we just want believers, people who come to know Jesus. The reputation of the church was so bad in the town that God put us through a dry season to change our views. And it hurts. But we celebrate a small beginning. We want big things to happen right away. Last week... We say a rainstorm is coming. I, I will say it again. A rainstorm is coming. And my, you, you want it to happen right now. Like it's snowing outside. Want it to happen right now. But a rainstorm is happening. How faithful you are to keep pressing into God with the faith of the liar. Where is your faith? Don't give up. Don't give up in your marriage. Don't give up in and, and the and the what is going on in your life. That dry season that you're experiencing right now, and I know some of you are really struggling in this dry season. And I, I feel your pain. I pray for you. I pray for you. But last Sunday we were saying we were saying, God let it rain. God let it rain. God let it rain and I feel the Elijah he's going He's taking this position, his head and his knee, and I'm gonna put my head in my knee, that would be very embarrassing right now. You will laugh at me. But get that picture. And praying and he's not even looking. And praying and praying and praying and praying. Church, we need to pray. Church, we need to pray. Church, we need to ask God if you really want to see a movement of God in your life. And I'm not just talking about revival and just filling this church. I'm I'm talking about you making the steps in your life to more. Forward, to move forward for where you are struggling with your depression, for where you are struggling in your life, with anything is going on, to move forward. I start to trust God and move forward. God is going to pour His rain. He's going to pour His rain. Where is your faith? See, the faith of Elijah wasn't in the cloud. I see a cloud coming. Oh, there's my faith. The cloud will disappear in one point. The cloud is, is a sign, but it's not the message. Where's your faith, Jesus asked. So I know it's been difficult for you, church online, and... You know, like everything is going on, and 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 you know, it, a lot of you been here for the first time in a long time, and 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 I know it's been difficult, and a lot is going on, and we're not gonna talk about that, but I wanna say I get it if you're struggling and you're so. And you're struggling in your life. And then you go back home. And you go to the same mess over and over. And you're trying to to clean your house. I was listening to my wife the other day. Try to clean your house. But you're still not there. You're going to war. You're trying to provide to your family. And you go, but I don't have the strength to do. And I keep moving. But I'm thirsty. And I don't have the strength. I don't know how long I can keep fighting. I don't know how long I have to keep pushing. I don't know if I can continue. You know what we have to do? We just need to pray that God will let it rain. That God will pour on us. I said it last week. Clark gave us this prophetic work in December. There's a storm coming, he said. There's a storm coming. And I was listening. like, Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Two months later, I said, keep pushing and I keep praying for the storm the words of Elijah for I hear a mighty storm coming this is my advice to you church my friend don't focus on what you can see everything looks bad right now so negative Don't focus on what you can see. Focus on what you hear. If God told you he's going to pour that rain on your life, he will. If God told you he's going to restore your life, he will. But God, nothing is happening. Things are getting worse. He will. Will. If God told you he's going to take care of your kids, don't worry. He will take care of your kids. If God told us that he take care of our church, do not worry, church. He will take care of our church. He will take care of your life. He will take care of everything that's going on. So where's your faith? My faith is not what the world can give. My faith is not what somebody can say. My faith is not what even a pastor can say. My faith is in Jesus. My faith is in Jesus. So what do you hear? Because I'm hearing a mighty storm coming. And I believe that. And I believe that. So I want to pray, God, let it rain. God, let it rain. And you can prophesy that in your marriage. God, let it rain over my kids. God, let it rain over my marriage. God, let it rain over my depression. God, let it rain over my town. God, let it rain over our church. God, let it rain over our country. God, let it rain. God, let it rain. I'm struggling with addiction. God, let it rain. Take it out. God, I need your presence. I need you. If there is a time that, you know, you can put your hands up and praise God. But there's all the time you have to go into your knees and put your head between your knees and cry out. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you to do something. You know what it comes to mind when that blind man cry out to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, Jesus, just pour on us, pour of your presence, pour of your spirit in our lives. I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be the same guy that come here. I want to be different. I want to walk up in your presence thinking that you're going to move. God, where is our faith? We want to put our faith in you. God, we don't want to see the dryness. We don't want to see the problem. We want to put our eyes in you. So help us, God. Help us to keep our focus and what we hear. God, you're speaking to us. And I know God is speaking to you right now. Don't get distracted for what you see in <laughs> Hear what God is saying to your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, take the will. God, lead us into your present. God, you have the power to make rain stop. And you have the power to be the rainmaker in our life. So be that rainmaker in our life, in our church, in our community, and everything we do right now. We honor you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen and amen.